Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for September 13. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. C.S. Lewis once observed, I think we all sin by needlessly disobeying the apostolic injunction to rejoice as much as by anything else. Yet rejoicing is not just an apostolic injunction. Various psalms in the Old Testament Psalter pulsate with exhortations to sing our praise to the Lord with joy in our hearts. Psalm 96, verses 1 through 13. O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exalt and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. So Psalm 96 begins, O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. The psalm seems to have been written for the celebration of the time, some 3,000 years ago, when King David brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. The Ark was the sign of God's steadfast commitment to his people. First Chronicles chapter 16 quotes the psalm almost in full. And as with any good poetry, a number of themes are tightly woven together. Two particularly stand out. Sing and tell. Sing. Three times we're exhorted to sing to the Lord. Vital Christianity always gives rise to joyful singing because we have every good reason to rejoice. The words, the Lord, stir us to lift our gaze beyond the material world. There is one Lord who is not only our Creator, but also our Redeemer. The great commandment that Jesus quoted is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And Isaiah chapter 45, verse 5 says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me there is no God. Paul the Apostle echoes this when he writes in 1 Corinthians, We know that no idol in the world really exists and there is no God but one. The world we live in is a most unusual place. 
and the more scientists discover about it, the more extraordinary it seems. There are high-level chemists and physicists who agree that the universe is not some gigantic accident, but rather the product of a creator's genius. Indeed, when we look around us with open minds, we see how true this is. Everything that exists came into being at God's command, be it the structure of the universe, the atmosphere that surrounds our world and enables us to live, or the proportions of land and sea. All reflect God's perfect design. The implications are enormous, both encouraging and frightening. Encouraging because we learn that we are not alone in the universe. There is a purpose and direction to life. Frightening because all humanity is called upon to do business with this God, for He alone is the Lord. But there's something else that is most significant. The psalm writer exhorts us all to sing to the Lord a new song. While new could refer to new music, the context suggests something far more significant. We are to tell of His salvation from day to day. The Lord is not just the Creator. He is also a merciful Saviour. We are to glory in and tell of His mercies that are new every day. I wonder how many of us do this. Personally, I find it helpful to start the day with a Bible reading and prayer, and to end the day with prayer. This helps me reflect on God's mercies each day. Furthermore, as I recognize God's daily work in my life, I'm more motivated to sing His praises in church. Which brings us to that second important theme, tell. Verse 3 reads, Tell the nations. We are to sing so that the city and the nations will hear. With the word tell, the direction of the psalm changes from worship of God to telling the nations. In fact, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible uses the word from which we get our word, evangelize. There's an important sequence of ideas here. True worship will express itself in gospel proclamation. If we say we worship this Lord, we'll want to introduce the nations to Him. From the time of Kings David and Solomon, Jerusalem was a busy international city. In Jesus' day, the temple layout included a court for the Gentiles, where the songs of God's people would have been overheard by the pagan visitors. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, the psalm continues. The Lord is to be revered above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. The logic is clear. The majesty and glory of God are to be announced throughout the world for the simple reason that there is only one God. And as we would expect, the focus of exhortation shifts from God's ancient people, the Jewish people, to the nations. In the singing of this psalm, visitors in ancient Jerusalem would overhear the exhortation to attend to Israel's God, the Lord, who not only made the heavens, but whose mercies are new every day.
Psalm 96 is so important in providing a link between worship and witness, between songs to God and speech to the nations, between the reality of faith and gospel outreach. This theme of gospel language develops in the Old Testament. The prophets spoke of a day when God's anointed king would be revealed and announced to all the world. For example, Isaiah writes, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, the gospel, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. The content of the gospel is the news. Your God reigns. From the time of these prophetic words of Isaiah, God's people looked for the messenger who would announce God's king. As we now look back through the lens of the New Testament, we see that the messenger has not only come, but that he himself is the king. God's king, the Lord, is Jesus. The theme that there is only one God who is Lord of all reaches its climax in the closing verses of Psalm 96. Say among the nations, the Lord is King. The world is firmly established, it shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for He is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness, and the peoples with His truth. Martin Luther reflected, Christ Himself is the joy of all, the sun that warms and lights us. By His grace He doth impart eternal sunshine to the heart. The night of sin is ended. Alleluia. So let me pray. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we your unworthy servants give humble and hearty thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your amazing love in the redemption of the world through our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us that due sense of all your mercies so that our hearts may be truly thankful and that we may declare your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory, now and forever. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and April Marks, a member of Christ Church Presbyterian, San Francisco. The prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978. The opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.